everyone. Welcome back to the Resilience Key Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Corbell, and as always, I'm so stoked to be here with you today to explore yet another topic designed to help you channel your inner resilience into personal growth. Thank you so much for listening today, and if you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? Go ahead, hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of my future episodes. I release one each and every single Friday morning. So here's a question for you. Do you know anyone like this? Someone who proudly proclaims, I don't care what anyone thinks. Now that can be in person, on social media, at work. It's that one person who unabashedly, loudly declares how much they really don't care how other people perceive them. Now, do you secretly want to be like them and then can't seem to untangle yourself from constantly worrying about what other people think of you? If so, you're not alone, and in this episode, I'm going to help you normalize your experience and show you, hey, if you're worried about what other people think of you, it's absolutely okay. In fact, if it's not a crippling fear, it's likely a healthy human response. However, what is problematic is letting that fear of what people think of you control your entire life. And we're going to look into some strategies to help you overcome that rather than trying to make those fears simply stop. Well, because that's pretty much impossible. I'll start out with a personal story here of how letting that worry control your life can be so damaging. When I was young, my dad was working as a public school superintendent in a small town in Ohio. And it was really hard for me because I always had to attend the schools that he worked at And all the kids knew who he was, and all the teachers knew who he was, so there were always these expectations of how I was supposed to be, to behave, to act, to excel, and blah, blah, blah. Consequently, I got bullied a lot in school. We're talking literally the entire time until I left when I was 16 to go away to college on the other side of the country. I could not get far enough away. Anyhow, the bullying, it was severe. I get it. Most kids get made fun of, but... Me, I was literally in tears every single day. I was the one getting beat up and pushed into lockers. I remember getting spit on by people on the stairs as kind of like this target practice. It was pretty bad. And I remember at one point when I was in high school, begging my parents to let me attend another school where no one knew who I was, or at least to get a counselor or someone that I could talk to about how I was feeling and how upset I was all the time. And my parents told me this, no, we can't do that. It would look bad for your dad at his job. Ow, right? Now, this is not a podcast to talk about crappy childhoods or childhood trauma, but rather it's to illustrate a point. When you're worried to that degree about how you're being perceived, to a degree in which your own kid is being tormented daily, now that, that's an issue. I internalized that fear, this worry about what other people would think of me for decades, and it took me a long, long time to not be controlled by it. I've discussed this in other podcast episodes, my history of getting married for the first time very young, going into academia super young, which I knew was not my bag, and basically living for the expectations of those around me until my 30s, when I finally started doing what I do now. Becoming a tattooist, which is what I do now, it was terrifying. And I will admit to y'all here, I didn't even tell my family that 
I had tattoos, let alone that I was working as a tattooist until I was well into my 30s. And why? Because I was worried how I would be perceived and likely ostracized. So then I swung the pendulum far in the other direction, and that leads me to this big point for this episode. And it likely seemed like it came out of the blue for people who thought they knew me well, this transformation into a full-time tattoo artist. But for me, it had been coming for years and years. And I just let this whole fear of what everyone would think control how I presented myself to the world. And I kept my new job hidden. So I led this weird double life. Academic by day, super professional, and street shop tattooer by night. And at a certain point, I got tired of the whole double life, so I, quote, changed overnight. I started saying loudly, publicly, hey, I don't care what anyone thinks, whatever, I am doing this. But in reality, oh, let me tell you, I cared. And that caused me to have this giant chip on my shoulder, well, actually a boulder on my shoulder for years. Here's a secret for you. Those who loudly proclaim, I don't care what anyone thinks, they're usually the people who care the most. They're the ones checking social media metrics when they post something that they think might be controversial. They're the ones with the look at me photos. But the big but here is that the I don't care what you think person is usually the most insecure person. It's the person with the most to prove. It's the person who craves recognition or validation because they've never received it before. It's the person going through, for lack of a better word, stuff. I can tell you this because I have so been that person in my past. The fact is, it's absolutely natural and human to care what others think of you, to wonder how you're being perceived, and to worry about how you're being seen. We all experience this to some degree or another, but the key is not to let ourselves be ruled by that worry or anxiety or fear and to just go ahead and do the things that we really, really want to do regardless of how we think others feel about our actions. In general, I personally think that one of the biggest issues with self-help as a genre is that it boils things down to these simple one-size-fits-all platitudes and generalizations that honestly, don't work. I've seen a bazillion blogs and podcasts and memes about, it's time to stop caring what other people think. Seriously? That's impossible. Unless you're a clinical narcissist or a sociopath, you're gonna care what other people think. Additionally, the biggest problem with the self-help genre is trying to make these uncomfortable feelings or thoughts just stop. Spoiler alert, that also is impossible to do. The key is not to let ourselves be ruled by uncomfortable feelings and thoughts. We need to learn how to coexist with them and to do what we want or what's best for us while we're still having them. The more you try to make a thought go away, the more you're going to focus on it and consequently, the more it will be in the foreground of your mind. So learn to embrace your uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. Realize that these are things that everyone experiences and it's perfectly natural to have uncomfortable feelings. Just don't let yourself become imprisoned by them. It's time to stop shaming yourself for having uncomfortable thoughts or fears. Stop being ashamed of it. 
Stop thinking that there's something wrong with you for worrying about how other people might perceive you. Guess what? You're normal and it's okay. Here are some exercises that might help. First, identify what the fear is exactly. Why are you worried about what others think of a particular decision or action that you're taking? What are the implications? Now look deep inside and ask yourself, what does this say about me? Do I have a fear about my actions that I'm burying and that I'm projecting onto others? For me, I can tell you a lot of my fear about making the leap into full-time tattooing 15 years ago was simply being scared I'd never even get clients. And then I'd let the whole worry about what everyone thinks, so I've got to keep this super on the DL, control me to the point that I wouldn't even promote myself, thus self-sabotaging. Second, once you've got your fear identified, set aside a time to just go crazy with your worries. I am not kidding. Set a timer for five to 10 minutes and let yourself spin out of control. Journal, maybe use a voice memo, talk to yourself, and I want you to go there, as in go to the absolute worst case worry scenario. What would happen if these worries you have about others' perceptions of you are true? Go nuts with this because, third, you're going to manage those fears. And you can do that in a couple of ways. I find visualization exercises to be the most helpful. Once you've figured out these worst case scenarios, I want you to do one of two things. The first is to use the visualization of a locked box. Picture this giant locked box. In my head, mine is this big pirate's chest with a giant lock on it. In your head, write down this worry, this worst case scenario, and at the end of your worry session, pick up the worry, open the case, and lock it away. At the end of every worry session, you're going to have this same ritual, that locking the worry away. It's there in the background, sure, but you don't have to unlock the box to obsess over it. In this way, you can move forward in your daily life with the actions that you know are best for you, regardless of what the worry might be. Remember, we're not getting rid of the worry. We're just putting it in its place. Another visualization exercise you can try is one my husband has suggested to me, and that is a flushing visualization. I'm not kidding. When you get one of these crippling, oh my God, what are other people thinking of me worries at the end of your worry session? Visualize writing it down on a piece of paper and then visualize yourself flushing it down the toilet. Yep, it's just waste. It's still there floating around in the septic system somewhere, but you don't need to let that waste control your actions in daily life. This visualization method can be really helpful it actually gets comedic when you think about flushing down the worries or negative reactions. The metaphor, it gets real there. In short, to summarize, it's okay if you're worried about what other people think of you. We all do. But it's not okay to let those worries run your life. Did you find this episode helpful? Are you going to try out any of these visualization exercises? If you do, I would absolutely love to hear about your results. You can connect with me on my website at stephcorbell.com or on my Instagram page at stephcorbell. That's C-O-R-B-E-L-L. I always love to hear from listeners. Thank you so much again for listening today. And don't forget to subscribe and share if you got something out of this. 
Until next week, remember that you're more resilient than you realize and you're stronger than you know. 